0: now become viral sensations as we share shared on Instagram and so obviously the podcast on hit number 23 but we know that 20 it's not 23 on your books it's number one and as Pete preached so good last week you'll probably just can't wait to get around something again this week but um, we're going to read from the book of Malachi No, no 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 oh I said that wrong we're going to read from the book of Micah the book of Micah. Maybe put in the chat where you think Micah is. New Testament or Old Testament. A quick survey. Go NT or OT. New Old Testament. What are your thoughts? Where is the book of Micah found? OT. Oh, we've got a divided thing. It's actually found in the Old Testament. The book of Micah is in the Old Testament. Micah was a prophet um, in Judah. And so he he has some interesting things to say. And so we're going to... Read that right now and see how we can apply that to our lives, which will be cool. So it says this, misery turn to hope. Misery turn to hope. Micah chapter 7 verses 1 to 8. How miserable I am, it says. I feel like the fruit picker after the harvest who can find nothing to eat. Not a cluster of grapes or a single early fig can be found to satisfy my hunger. The godly people have all disappeared. Not one honest person is left on the earth. They are all murderers, setting traps even their own uh, traps for even their own brothers. Both their hands are equally skilled at doing evil. Officials and judges alike demand bribes. The people with influence get what they want, and together they scheme to twist justice. Even the best of them is like a briar. The the most honest is as dangerous as a hedge of thorns. But your judgment day is coming swiftly now. Your time of punishment is here, a time of confusion. Don't trust anyone, not your best friend nor even your wife. For the, for the son despises his father. The daughter defiles her mother. The daughter-in-law defies her mother-in-law. Your enemies are right in your own household. Verses 7 to 8, as for me... I look to the Lord for help. I wait confidently for God to save me, and my God will certainly hear me. Do not gloat over me, my enemies, for though I fall, I will rise again. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. So if you want a title for today's message, As For Me, Part 5, Get Up. As For Me, Get Up. Can I pray? I'm going to pray. And we're going to let God touch us. So God, right now, we just pray. We thank you for these guys that have stayed in the Zoom chat. We pray that this will be a moment that propels them for their best future. God, your word can speak to us. We pray that this be clarified. Give us direction. Give us hope. Give us insight. And we just pray, God, that things that may distract us right now, may we block those things out so we can tune into you and hear your voice clearly that we can live the best life possible. And we all said, I'll have that. Amen. Great job. So I'm just going to break down verse one and we're going to apply that to our lives. So verse one, what a sad declaration. It was said, how miserable I am. I hope you never go into a room and say and state to the class, how miserable I am. Such a sad statement. But Micah says, how miserable I am. I feel like the fruit picker uh, after the harvest who can find nothing to eat. Not a cluster of grapes or a single early fig can be found to satisfy my hunger. Now, when I read that, it, remi- it reminds me of the time when Jesus is with his crew, he's with his disciples, and Jesus is a f- sees a fig tree and goes, sweet, it's full of leaves, let's go have a feed. Then we know the story that, if we know the story, Jesus goes to the fig tree and there was no figs to be found. Right? Can I have a witness? Can I have a clap hand or something up on this screen? If, you, if I have a witness here, do people know that story? Yep, thank you, Pete. So Jesus goes to see this fig tree, but there's nothing left to eat. And what Jesus was doing was he was using this, the physical real-life tree and he was, he was sort of telling a story or an example of the religious leaders of the day. And, what, and so what he was saying was is that the religious leaders of the day, they look good, they have, they have a great appearance, but there's no substance to them. There's not. There's nothing of life giving from their life. So if we break that down a little bit more, we go to a fig tree, or Jesus went to the fig tree to get food, which gives life. And then in the same way, you'd go to the religious leaders to go, you know what, I want some spiritual life. Um, you look good. You should have answers for me, but you'd go to the religious leaders and they didn't have anything of life to give you. Pretty sad. If we had Jesus living in our 21st century COVID-19 life, despite the COVID-19, he would use, I believe he would use this example. So it's a hot, beautiful summer day. Just a picture of that right now. If you have to close your eyes, you're on the beach and and you're getting a little bit parched. What do you do? You look up to the heavens, right? And then you see that beautiful, mm, the golden arches, it may be called. You look up to the heavens and you see that glowing sign, the M for McDonald's, amen? What do you do? You hop into that vehicular transportation, you get a ride, and you go to the drive-through, right? So now you're at the drive-through. You, there's that little box thing, and 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 you and you speak into it, and they go, "Welcome to McDonald's. Please add your order, right?" Then you go, "Okay, g'day, Mac is good to see you. Thank you for uh, working on this lovely summer day. I would love a sauce serve with a flake." Then there's something goes wrong. And then they reply back. Um, so that was a double Whopper meal um, with a large Coke. It's like, no, not Whopper meal. We want a soft serve with a flake. Um, and then, so then, what happens? They just go, this is where it's ridiculous. It's the summer day, the hottest day, the only day you want a soft serve. They say, sorry, it's on defrost. What do you? What do you mean the ice cream? machine is on defrost the only day we don't want it on defrost you have it on defrost and that is the same example as what jesus is using with the fig tree the one day you want some life you want something of life and substance it can't be found and the religious leaders of the day will like that macas. will like that fig tree where they go you know what i have the looks but i have no substance and what i'm wanting to um like described to us is that that is what religion does Religion has a secondhand faith. They those religious leaders did what the um, They did what their parents did before them. They did what their parents did before them They just copied the example set for them But it wasn't but it had no life It had no substance and we can't afford to be a people that are so religious that we don't have any substance we need to be able to uh uh have some life-giving power within our life that has substance that produces fruit and not just looks good but has no power does that make sense to everyone i hope it does i hope that you are understanding that we don't want to be the religious people that like the fig tree that have no life to give because then what happens is we see that the next day or whatever the disciples they walk past that fig tree again and the disciples noticed that it had withered up and died. And so who knows Lincoln Hotel in Port Lincoln? I get, again, some emotions that you know that? That's a big fig tree, right? Now, if we drove past that tomorrow and that thing had shriveled up and withered, we would know. We'd be like, that tree just shrunk. What happened? It shriveled up and died. Because when Jesus cursed that fig tree, he was saying, no more, no longer are we going to accept a religion that doesn't give life We want something that has life and has substance that when people come to you, you have something that they're hungry for. And we want to be a Christian that has our own faith, our own revelation, our own power of God, that when people come in contact with us, we have something good to give them, not just, sorry, I looked good, but I had no substance. And so um, we need more than just religion. Simply copying what we see around us is religion. We don't want that. We need the power of God to produce fruit, which leads me to Galatians chapter five, verses 22 to 23, which says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. Can someone make some noise wherever they are, use some reactions or something or comment in this chat that, um, they want to produce fruit and fruits of the spirit. You need, we, we just need the Holy Spirit in your life. Come on, somebody. I need the Holy Spirit in my life. I want to have, be someone of substance, someone that has fruit, that when Micah is looking around, he goes, there's some fruit. There's some love. There's some joy. There's, some, there's substance there. I'm not just pleasing religious rules. There's actually a power in me changing my life, giving me the fruit of the spirit. That's what we need. And so when you get connected with the power from heaven, you will have fruit in every season of your life. And so today is Pentecost Sunday. Um, Does anyone have an idea here what Pentecost Sunday is? Thank you, Jonty, for that chat. Come on, that's a great encouragement. Anyone know what Pentecost Sunday is? Um, I'll, I'll explain it to a bit more using the Bible. It's, Obviously, we limited in time to go through every detail, but I'm going to sh- briefly share to you what Pentecost Sunday is all about. So before Jesus started his ministry, he gets baptised. Now, just for a little bit of clarity, most scholars believe that Jesus lived 33 years, and, and they believe he got baptised at about 30, and then in three years, everything that's basically written about Jesus is what was covered in three years. Now, I think that is crazy. In three years... Jesus did some crazy cool things. But before, as I said, before he started his ministry, he gets baptized. And before he gets baptized, John the Baptist prophesies this. And it says this in the book of Luke, chapter 3, verse 16. Luke 3 16. John the Baptist says, I baptized you with water, but someone soon who is greater than I am, so much greater. I am not even worthy to be his slave and tie the straps of his sandals. So talking about Jesus, Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Wow, interesting. Then, um, um, then who knows what? Who knows why we celebrate Easter? Does anyone know? Have a, give me a chat. First person to open up their microphone, tell me why do we celebrate Easter? Toyin, Sean, someone. It's when he rose again. Cool. Izzy. So Izzy said it's when Jesus rose again. So we celebrate Easter because Jesus died on the cross, but he didn't just, didn't just die. He was like, sorry, devil, catcher. I'm come, I'm raising, it, raising from the dead. So that's why we celebrate Easter. And so Jesus raises from the dead and then starts, then the disciples... meeting together right they're having dinner at the house then Jesus just like somehow teleports himself in the room goes hey boys I'm back right and this is what he says when he teleports in the room after rising from the dead to the disciples in Luke chapter 24 49 it says and now I will send the Holy Spirit just as the Father promised but stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. Now, the same author, Luke here, continues writing the book of Acts, chapter 1, and it says this in verses 4 to 5. Do not leave Jerusalem. Again, Jesus pops up to the disciples in a similar way. Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then verses 8 says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Very interesting. So we see here there's a promise to the, the, these disciples, the early church, that when you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you will receive power and fire. Then if you're in your physical Bible, you switch the page to chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, that it says the Holy Spirit comes. So starting in um, like verse 2, it says, on the day of Pentecost. And so today is Pentecost Sunday, and I'm going to explain to us what the day of Pentecost means. So it's 50 days. Pentecost is, means 50. So 50 days since Passover. And so Passover is a nut, was when um, Easter happened. So when Jesus was like crucified and rose again, that happened over Passover, which we celebrate as Easter. So 50 days since Easter, that Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. And so that's what, what today is. It's been 50 days on a Sunday since Easter. So today's Pentecost Sunday. So on this day, back 2,000 years ago, when Jesus like, died on the cross whatever, had whatever, they had the day of Pentecost after the Passover. It says the believers were meeting together in one place. We are the believers meeting in one place on Zoom. Um, suddenly, there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on, on each one of them, each of them, not one was left out. Each of them, the fire landed on their head. Then everyone, everyone, not some, not a few, everyone present was filled with the Holy spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy spirit gave them this ability. And so today as the church glo- globally, we celebrate the fact that we can connect with Holy Spirit. We can receive the fire and power of God um, that causes us to bear fruit. It's because of Pentecost, it's because of the promise of the Holy Spirit that came down on the church. We today can, when someone like Micah looks for fruit, we can be the people that have fruit and have those things in our life because the Holy Spirit is poured out on the day of Pentecost. Right? And so I believe that the Holy Spirit can be for all of you. If you have not received baptism in the Holy Spirit, I believe it's a gift for you. But then let's break down the last part of what we read in Micah, verses 7 to 8, and it said this. As for me, I look to the Lord for help. I wait confidently for God to save me, and my God will certainly hear me. Do not gloat over me, my enemies, for though I fall, I will rise again. Though I sit in darkness, God will be my light. And so verse 7 says, As for me, I look to God for help. God is my confidence. Now, if you're taking notes, you've got to write that down and understand that when we look to God, we've got to make a decision. As for me, I look to God and God is my confidence. And when we understand that, when we live like that, that God is my help, God is my confidence, it then goes into verse 8 that says, though I fall, I will rise again. When we understand and have confidence in God and hope in Him, when we fall, we have an understanding that we know that we will rise again. And so when we have the Holy Spirit in our lives, no fall is final. Write that down in the chat. No fall is final. We get back up. If there's someone in your room, tell them, get back up. Even though I can't hear it, just say, get back up. When the Holy Spirit is in your life, no fall is final. We get back up. When we have the Holy Spirit um, in our lives, no no mistake you make is your destination. As for me, get up. Some people think I made a mistake or "I I can no longer move past this in life. That's untrue. When you make a mistake, that is not your final destination. That's not where the plane lands. Yes, the plane might might be there, but because the Holy Spirit's in your life, that plane's going to take off and you're going to go somewhere better. Um, Just because a bus has landed at this awkward time right now, that is not your destination. It's time to get back up and say, you know what? I might be here right now, but this is not my future because the Holy Spirit's in my life and I can produce fruit. Mm, Yeah, get that. So... Proverbs 24, 16, the godly may trip up seven times, but they will get up again. But one disaster is enough to overthrow the wicked. So we see in this proverb, there's two people, two people, the godly and the wicked. Now what separates those two people? What separates the godly from the wicked? The same thing that separates a person who has their own faith and a person that has second-hand faith. The same thing that separates a godly from the wicked is the, the thing that separates the person that has the fruits of the Spirit and the person that has religion. The person that there's the person that actually has substance and life-giving about them and the person that just looks good, but there's no life in them. And that is the power and the fire of the Holy Spirit. When we have the power and the, the fire of the Holy Spirit, we have substance and we have the ability to get up. Now, I want to share an illustration here. I don't hate soccer. It's not my favorite sport, but I'm not hating on soccer. Or football. I'll call it football to unoffend you. I'm not a hater of football. I love FIFA. You, you turn, up, turn on a game of FIFA 2020, I'll be there and I'll play as long as you don't beat me 10 times in a row. I love a good game of FIFA, right? But the, there's, a, there's a spirit, a demonic spirit on soccer that is not for Christians, right? And um, that thing is called playing for freeze or playing for penalties. Now, it is, it's so dumb. Like, we, we, you'll see movie stars, TV show people, they'll get these things called Grammys, etc. Have you heard of that? They'll get their, their award for, oh, you're such a good actor. I'm sorry, most of these soccer players should be getting Grammys the way they act. They must have done drama at school or something because they're gifted. They get they get blown on and it's like, oh, oh, penalty, give me my penalty. It's like, what are you doing? Get up off the ground, you you you're crazy, right? If if you don't understand soccer, this might be a better illustration if you have a sibling, right? you your siblings annoying you. What do you do? I'm gonna get them in trouble. So your sibling pokes you. Then what do you do? <sniffs> ah, oh, what was that for, Liana? Right? You you make a bigger drama to get them in trouble, right? And so this is what soccer players do. They make a drama that wasn't a drama because they're playing for the free. But we don't want to be uh, have the spirit of a soccer player that lives for the drama for a penalty because we don't want to live going, um, to explain it better, um, when we have the power of God in our life, that spirit breaks off us. And rather than living to fall, we live to get up, right? We don't want the spirit that says, I just live to go, oh, my life's horrible, or I can't do anything because of this, or because of that situation, I can't, no, no. We want to have the spirit that we don't live to go, oh, well, I live to to quit. No, no, we have the attitude when we have the Holy Spirit in our lives to go, you know what, this dumb thing's happened to me, but I get back up, and then I get up again, 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 because when we have the Holy Spirit in our lives, we actually have some substance, we have some power that brings life, not Yeah, So we don't want to live life to fall. We want to live life to get back up again. And so all of us will face two issues in life. The first one is issues caused by people or circumstances outside of our control. We're all going to come up with those issues. We don't control what people do to us and we can't control what circumstances are going to do to us. And it can cause us pain. The second issue that we face are issues caused by us. Now, I don't know, we could break this down a lot, and I don't know um, what one's cause more pain, but I think both can be equally heartbreaking. Sometimes when you make a dumb choice, that can suck. But just as much as it can suck is when someone else does something to you or circumstance does something to you which you cannot control. And so point that, number one, issues that are caused by um, circumstances or people outside of our control We can't control our circumstance, but we can control our response. And when you have the Holy Spirit in your life, when you might have the choice to be angry, God gives you love. When your your choice might naturally be to be impatient, God gives you patience. When COVID-19 is just stupid, we have the fruits of the Spirit to help us outlast it. Amen? We can't control COVID-19, but we can control our response. Second one, the issues caused by us. You've got to understand that mistake is not failure. Mistake is not, a mistake is not failure. The difference between making, there's a difference between making a mistake and making it multiple mistakes, right? Um, and so either way, if you make one mistake and that turns into 10 mistakes, you still have a decision to get up at some point. And so I believe failure is when you decide to stay down. The time when you go, you know what? I just, I'm stuck here, this is where I've landed. You go, but we're going to have the Holy Spirit. We go, no, 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 I get back up again. It doesn't matter if I made 20 mistakes, 10 mistakes. I, this mistake is the time that I decide to get up again. And so it doesn't matter what issue we face in life, we have a choice to get back up again. And so I'm going to share with you a quick meme here that I saw earlier in the week. You may have seen it before. Um, you, can you all see that heads. You may, I don't know about you, but the toy on the top right—I used to have one of them. Did anyone else have one of them? It's obviously one of those round things, and it has the special shapes that you place in it. You put the square in the square, the 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 star in the star, the circle in the circle, and it teaches us how shapes fit. And then we see obviously the caption: the reason these toys are critical as kids. We see those turkeys trying to fit a mattress in a tiny car, and it's like, what are you doing? Like you are obviously missing a massive key in your life, but and so to how does that relate to the message? We all can make epic fails. Those people with that vehicle are making an epic fail. It's like what are you doing? But we have a choice. To, and so we're gonna go into our breakout room shortly. Maybe you can start off in those breakout rooms. We can chat about some of the epic fails that we've made and had a good laugh about. But just because we've made a a mistake, just because we've had a failure, it doesn't mean we stay there. We get back up. And so now if we went back to the book of Acts chapter two, right, we meet a dude called Peter and um, we see that just after the Holy Spirit comes upon him and they have fire on their head, which I still believe that we could see today. They have the fire on their head. Peter, um, the church starts getting mocked and Peter stands up and addresses the issue. Right. But what, here's the thing, before Pentecost happened, um, if we had a bit of a deep dive in the story of Peter, he would have been someone with deep shame, embarrassment, any type of word that can, you can talk about, thing where you feel like you're a failure. Peter was in that situation, right? And so he, it says that we, we obviously might know the story at the crucifixion before that. Jesus says to him, um, "Before this day, like you're going to deny me three times." And then the rooster crows, and he did. Peter denied him. Was like, "I don't know Jesus." Start swearing. Like, who's Jesus? How shameful could that be? Someone that you have followed and adored and valued for like the last three years, and then someone says to him, oh, "Are you with Jesus?" No, I'm not. That would have caused tremendous shame, tremendous embarrassment. Right? Then what makes it worse? So when Peter meets jesus he leaves his job as a fisherman to, be, to become a to follow jesus in the ministry we see then peter denies jesus three times and goes you know what? i'm gonna go back to fishing and he goes back to fishing goes back to his old life he left the ministry behind and again you go how shameful can he be could he feel how bad would he be in his heart god sees peter goes you know what peter There's better in store for you. I choose you despite your mistakes. I choose you despite your failing to be someone of importance in the kingdom of God. Peter then jumps out the boat, as we know the story, swims back to Jesus. And then on the day of Pentecost, Peter is back with the believers and gets filled with the Holy Spirit. And then we read the story. He then sees, um, and like he Then use being filled with the Holy Spirit, he goes, You know what? I've made a mistake. I might have fell three times by denying Jesus. I may have neglected the ministry and went back to fishing, but that is not my story. That failure doesn't, like, that mistake doesn't define me. I have pressed back into God, I've received power from the Holy Spirit. And we see that then he helps guide 3,000 people that were mocking the church, join the church. I don't know about you, but that is crazy awesome that it doesn't matter about matter what mistakes that we make. Just like you know, God chooses you. God chooses me to be the person that does something amazing in our life. And so a mistake doesn't equal failure. Failure is when we choose to stop returning back to God and get up. And so in closing, how do we get this attitude? How do we have this substance and this fruit in our life? And as I said before, the Holy spirit is a gift for everyone. And as we, as I've said, as for me, I trust God. And every time I fall, I will get up again. You've got to have that declaration in your life. As for me, I trust God. As for me, I have a hope in him that it doesn't matter what mistake I make. I can get up again. doesn't matter what mistake I'm in right now. God can get me out of it and do something awesome in my life. And so, um, and when we have the Holy Spirit, that is possible. And so in 1 Corinthians fourteen four says this, a person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. And I encourage you, when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, get baptized, that power from heaven, you'll be, you'll be able to receive that gift of speaking in tongues. And what to do is to build you up personally. So when I speak in tongues on a daily basis, when I speak in tongues, I am building substance. I'm building a fruit in my life that when a mistake comes, my attitude isn't, oh, no, I'm a soccer player. I'm just going to flop. No, no, my attitude is I may be here, but I can get back up again because there's been something, a reserve of the supernatural in my life that can take me to the next level. And now you might ask, well, I haven't received the Holy Spirit. I can't speak in tongues yet. Well, great. My next Bible verse is for you. Luke chapter 11, 11 to 13, final, final reading says this. You fathers, if your children ask for a fish, you give them a snake instead. Um, or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. Of course not. Let's apply that to our lives. If, our par- if we ask our parents for an iPad, do they give us a book? No, they don't. They give us an iPad because they love us. And so if we continue reading. So if you sinful people know how to give uh, good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? And so we've got to ask, if we want the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, if we want that power and fire from heaven that gives us substance that makes the faith real and genuine for us because I don't know about you but I don't want to be that religious christian that knows knows how to raise his hands at church but there's no power of god in my life. I don't want to be that 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 christian that that doesn't swear because my parents don't swear. No no, I want something of power in my life that when the issue comes whether it's someone else or me, I can get up because there's substance in me. That when covid-19 hits that I don't fall to the ground and go, "Oh no, life sucks." that I actually have some power to go, you know what? I have joy and I'm going to cheer the people up around me. I have kindness and I'm going to make someone's day around me better, right? But it says there, we're going to ask the Father in heaven and he will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. So I would encourage you, ask Holy, ask God, God, I want you, Holy Spirit. I want you in my life. I want your power. I want your fire to give me some substance. So right now, I, I would lay hands on you. Because of COVID, we can't. So why don't you lay hands on yourself and receive this prayer. So God, right now, we pray for everyone on this Zoom meeting, God. We believe if they haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, just like on the day of Pentecost, your spirit came and filled those believers, that spirit can be poured on out on us today. It wasn't for 2,000 years ago. It was for any believer. It was a promise for us. And God, you promised it for them. And you said, just as if we asked our parents for something, they would give us something good. You want to give us something good. And the Holy Spirit is the best present that we can receive other than salvation on earth. And God, we don't want to be Christians that go about life going, woe is to me, being a soccer player. We want some substance. We want some of that that power of the Holy Ghost that helps us stand up when we fall down, that gives us strength to see the best days ahead. So God, we just pray that whether they're in the shower, whether they're they're getting ready for school on the school bus, we pray that 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 spirit baptism can be poured out on these people, that they can have that language of tongues that builds them up personally, that they can have substance. Amen. 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 Well,